Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. On today's show, we have a couple of new bikes, an update on fuel, and some news on the electric future. Everyone's favourite part of the show, the big question this week is... How to shoot a biker safely. Do I need a grassy knoll? This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check-in time. Ian, how has your, well I say week, it's been two weeks because we've been busy. We have been, so yes, we've had that absolutely. two week kind of gap. So how's your two weeks been? Ah, they've been fine. Um out in the bike a bit. Um so there you go. There's all my M's coming in straight away. That's what happens when you've been two weeks away. You just kinda it's M and M's. We should sit with a ball of M and M's. Aye, episode three I mean? episode three I purposely left some M's in because we did talk about M's. I think so. what we'll do is we'll, we'll bring in a ball of M and M's and every time one of us says M the other an one's gonna throw an M and M at their face. Or you need to eat an M and M. You need to eat an M and M. <laughs> and then we'll never get back out of here. We need, exactly. to, we need to have the base doors open to get out of the cave. So what have we been up to? I took the bike out. Um, yeah, I've been working a lot, so I've been using it to go to and from work, which is maybe about three or four miles, which is just a wee quick jaunt here and there. Uh, took it down Ayrshire Oh, nice. Again, down through Troon and Irvine and all these kind of places, and uh, just for a week and one of the nice days. So that was quite nice just to get out and just... The coastal roads. The coastal roads, yes, just to play a bit. Um, but that's about it, really. To be honest, it's not it's not the greatest check-in for me. Um, I did... No, no, did I tell you? Did I build my Ducati last time? You did build your Ducati last time. Uh, so it's not even, see, I've been, it's like I've been so busy just working away. I do not have very much of a check-in to do. The bike's running fine. I have ordered... Um, the Oh, God, what, what are they called? I've completely gone blank in my head here. Steel wool, kind of steel wool things for my drill, so I can. Oh, so you so can, can buff, buff up my chain, buff up. you know. So I'm going to go through a serious amount of WD40 and uh, ACF, <laughs> whatever it is. ACF 50. Uh, ACF 50, uh, that purple uh, bottle with shiny stuff in it. So, um, ACF, I'm going to go through a serious amount of that, trying to buff my chain over the over the next couple of days. And that's not a euphemism. Exactly. I've got a couple of days going off, so the the bike's going to get a right good scene too. Let's say, let's say how I would like to put it, you know. Um, so maybe um, there'll be some pictures and stuff popped up on our channel once we get up and running, because you'll find out later on what we're chatting about later on, so there should be some visuals coming soon for the podcast, so keep your ears and eyes peeled. That would be an idea, actually, there before and after you've buffed your chain. Well, uh, exactly. Just, just, just to see if the wire wheel and the drill bit kind of idea kind of works. Or, or I, see if it works. I think the thing about... Uh, the reason I've, I've got it is because... My first year of having that bike, I sat in a shed and there was a hole in the shed and a bit of water getting in and the chain got really rusty and when I chucked it into 
the dealership to to get its service. Um, I was told, oh, you need to replace the chain and the and the chain and sprocket and all that. And I was like, oh gosh, cost me cost me a few quid to get that done because of the because of the rust. And then last year, you know, because I'm not as mechanically minded, I am the I am your typical biker that loves to be on a bike but doesn't have a clue how it actually operates. Um, you know, internally, you know. Um, well, you know how to switch it on, how to throttle, on, how to change gears. That's all you need. I don't know how to. Um, what all the be up and down bits do? So, um, <laughs> so uh, I, I took it, and one of my mates said, "He said you do not need to get all that. Just you know, a bit of WD forty, a bit of you know, a bit of elbow, elbow grease, grease, and you'll get all that stuff off." So that's what I'm going to do. I've, I did it last year; it came out of treat. Didn't have to get anything replaced. So that's my big, my big plan for the next couple of days. Nice one. If anyone out there is listening, I've got any tips, send us a wee message on our well, social I, media pages. We're talking about a, a, ACF 50. Mm-hmm. I did use ACF 50 in the beginning, um, but I recently moved to that XCP Rust Walker, which is really quite good. It seemed, there's, there's a, if MD's listening and they have any, depending on what you use, and each to their own, I know, I know a lot of guys that use ACF 50 because they swear by it, and it was it was originally designed for the aero space industry but there's a good video on youtube you can find it and it's bennett's that do it and they take all the all the different coatings you can kind of put on your bike so they use acf 50 they use xp professional the rust blocker they use the wd-41 they use a whole rake of them and what they do is they get the same bits of metal and they spray it and coat them and then every day they go in and they dampen like they just spray all the bits with some water and they do that and they do it like I think it's about seven or eight months to show what ones fight the rust better and I watched that and the XCP one was the better one I think it was after about four or five months it started to get the specks of rust and then it was kind of properly rusty after about seven or eight months whereas like the ACF50 kind of started showing up after the kind of two to three month mark and then it kind of went downhill quite quickly and I thought, oh, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to try that. So I switched to that. That was the only reason. But if you're out there, I would suggest looking at the Bennett's video. It's quite good. I will do. It's quite insightful how somebody's wasted like eight months of their lives spraying bits of metal. With a... With a when they could have been out... I missed the spray. <laughs> they could have been out right. What about yourself? Check in, mice. What have you up to? Uh, work's been pretty mental. Um which is kind of limited what I can and can't do. Or, well, it's not true. You get to night time and you go, and you're just absolutely famished. So, um, But there's a couple of things. Um, I bumped into a couple of guys that I know in the biking community, um, and they told me a couple of, couple of interesting little things. One, I think, uh, well, one's definitely local to us here in Glasgow, and that is that the, the local triumph here is shut. So we knew they were going to relocate. Well, that was the thought on them relocating. But apparently, well, I know it's not even apparently. I was there like a couple of days ago for a coffee and it's all whitewashed. That's them. They've just cleared it out, um, which is tragic. I was going to go in next week and buy a speed triple there, you know. But uh, Aye, I know. I have to look elsewhere now. Oh, you can go to Edinburgh. <laughs> I'll run you up. You can go pillion in the back. I'll take you up. You have to go to your triple. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing was just around Ducati um, and apparently there's been lorries over at Ducati at the same bit that where Triumph is because obviously it's the same owner um, piling up V4 Multistradas, brand new ones back into the lorry because apparently they're going back to Italy to have the engines completely swapped out on them which um, 
I think there was an article on the web this week about that and just how that they're having problems. It's a bit in the engine. Uh, something to do with valves or something um, and it's only from one of the two manufacturers that they use any that don't have any miles on them they take the whole bike back they've already got the engines there with the same VIN number on it and they're swapping them out but if you've got one with miles on it you have to take it back to the caddy it'll spend three full days in the workshop where they strip it all down and replace it and then rebuild it all and all that kind of, I know three full days in Ducati that would hurt if you were to pay out your own pocket but you get a courtesy bike apparently and as part of that, they're going to give you free servicing for two years as a way of compensating you, which is... That's, that, you know, to be fair, at least they're doing something. Exactly. You know, you know, you wouldn't get out of a car. No, not a chance. And then the other little thing I've got coming up this week is the advanced riding, the IAM, is back on. It wasn't supposed to start for another week, and they've pulled early back out and observed rides this week, which I'm absolutely dreading purely for the point of view that i've probably forgotten everything that i learned <laughs> last year it might be like riding a bike and you, well ironically but you might just it might all come back to me but I, um, you won't because because everything that you've learned you've been doing every time you've been out on a bike haven't you yes ian i have no. exactly <laughs> it's, it's not so much that it's the fact that we haven't been out on the, really on the bikes because of covid and that's been a kicker but that's it it's more gossip than anything else exciting this week Aye. I don't even think I've had the bike out this week which is tragic well, to be fair as I say I use it to commute so just you know, three or four miles and I can just walk across in my jammies to commute Aye, with, you're right. with Covid still lingering about apparently that was the check in excellent and now the news I don't know why I did it in that kind of news. I liked it. I liked it. I think it's just... Mixing it up a bit, you know. I think it's the fact that we're recording this quite late on a Sunday, which is no normally like, because we're normally kind of on the ball, but it's just Aye. been one of the... One of these weeks. One of these weeks. Uh, first up, this was something that I read that I thought was quite exciting. Swappable electric batteries. See, which absolutely. Uh, MDL saying that normally we go, well, that sounds really exciting. We're going to talk about batteries. Honda, KTM, Piaggio, and Honda have all signed an agreement to create a swappable battery consortium, which should sound more sexy than it actually is, but there you go. Uh, it's the first step towards resolving one of the issues with electric bikes, and that's standardising a battery. Means no more charging time, but actually you just drive into a petrol station or a charging station, you just take your battery out, plug it into a wall, take another one out, pop it in, pay for it, oof, and away you go. Which is a good thing. Is it though? Well, it saves you, well, it saves you, I say it saves you hanging about for like, and let's say if it's a, if it's the live wire or a, an energy car, Aye. it saves you an hour having to charge well, I'm just thinking, I'm just going to play the tight Scotsman here, right? So, uh, no offence to anyone from Aberdeen. I mean, they'll have just offended the whole of Aberdeen there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tight Scotsman would say, but I've still got 10% left in that battery. I don't want to swap over until I've used my 10%. I want to swap over, over at 0.1%. Aye, but then you're playing that whole... You're playing what we used to get on the motorway, which is service station anxiety. So you're kind of driving along going, oh, I've only got 3% left in my battery, but I come off here and waste the 3% or do I 
kind of try and hang on and they're like, no. And then break, I mean, I and then break down. I, mean, I, think, I suppose that the cost of electricity isn't that much really, is it? In terms of, you know... I, I think it was it's a penny only, a mile or something like that. It's only a few, it's only a few quid or something in it to, to charge up your bike. So, mm. you know, but that's right. peace of mind. But I'm just thinking if you're, if you're tight ass... <laughs> you know, money, a pe- if every penny's a prisoner, exactly. But to be, I think probably to be fair, there'll, there'll be ways around it, won't there? I suppose. But I think there'll probably still be the option if you, because if you're going to a service station and you're going for a bit of lunch, yeah, and a rest break, I'm doing air quotes here. Um, the chances are you're going to be in there for about an hour anyway. So why would you not just plug it in and charge it? But yeah, because you can just because you could just go swap, 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 and, and, you're ready and to go. this job's done. Now remember, this is only. Four out of the possible how Aye, many? True, true, true. This, this doesn't cover zero. It doesn't cover energy car. It doesn't cover your live wire. It doesn't cover any of that. It's only, but it is a step forward. I think it's it's it, it it's the it's the thing I think that they, in in my head would will make it realistic is that ability to not have to wait a length of time. We've talked about this before, but Aye. I think you're right. And you know, and there's a couple of good big names in there. You know. Aye, uh, uh, Yamaha and Honda and KTM are, I'll be Piaggio are big, most I think in the scooter market. And I think certainly down south, they've got a lot of those kind of three wheeler things, you know, with the three Mm. two wheels at the front. Can't what they're called, but they look really weird. But Uh, it's one of those ones. It just depends how long it takes. That's probably a commuter type Mm. situation will be ideal for that. When you are literally going to put a garage or something. It means then you don't if you're using that bike to commute. But you want to go that wee bit further on a Sunday blast or a, a Wednesday night run or whatever it may be. You you can relax knowing that obviously once the infrastructure is in place, Aye. and that's the big thing Aye, big is thing. the fact that when the infrastructure isn't there, the more batteries you put in circulation, the the larger the infrastructure has to be, and until that gets to that point, it's going to be difficult to. It's not as if you could go right. I'm going for a run and I'm going for here to. Glencoe or here at the Fort William. Aye. If there isn't a, if there isn't a swappable battery station, right, between here and Glencoe or here in Fort William, well, you're snooker. You're going to need to plug it in and charge yeah, it. You're going to need options. I suppose it's like it's like the electric car stuff, isn't it? A lot of these electric car stops you get in, and it's part of your lease, isn't it? And the battery you pay for your you get yep. your electricity. Aye. But if you, if you can't find one, you've got to go to a private one. Yeah. And they charge you. Aye. And they charge you. Know, you know. And it's like it's like ATMs, isn't it? You know. Aye, you literally just pay for it, and I mean, I think it's a, it's definitely a fraction what you pay for the for fuel. But, right, but if, you, if you've got an ATM um, that's not a bank ATM, they charge you to take money out your own aye, account. Aye, you'll, aye, you'll, you'll like probably find that's the kind of thing that will pee people off and don't, and, and actually put people off. Aye, I don't know. I don't. I, I'd like to think it's going to be a good thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to make it more attractive to people to go down the electric route, having. Uh, again, I think they are. I think they are good. They they're just going to need to increase the 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 mile range yeah. slightly, probably to the one fifty two hundred mark. Maybe I think any more than that. What's the point? Because if you can go down the swappable battery route, it means you don't have to hang about for hours recharging it. Yeah. But let's be honest. When you go a bike run, either if we go with a group, or you're going out with an organised ride or whatever, how often do you go? 150 miles before you then decide to stop for a coffee, stretch yeah. your legs, a bit yeah. of leather, something to eat, even if it's just a Mars bar or whatever. Yeah, I suppose if you're out as a, a group of 12 bikers or something, is there going to be a battery there for everybody? Is there going to be? Well, a, that comes back to the infrastructure. 
It's no. how many. It's it only when it gets to the point where there's enough of them in circulation, there's enough people buying them, does it and, then... And they still charge quick enough that for the next set of bikers to get there 40 minutes or an hour later. Uh, exactly. Your, your old battery's now sitting there fully charged and ready to go. As opposed to you taking one out, bugging it, and you only get 50% on it. Uh. No, I, absolutely. There's a lot of stuff to, I think, still to cover off in that. But I think the fact that these four have got together cuts the cost down, which is a good thing, because then uh. it should make it more feasible. They will start, they've said that the group are going to start looking in May, which is kind of new, um, to the actual standard, to look at standardising the shape and the spec of the battery. So that's obviously their, their kind of design stage. You know I mean? Aye, yeah. Which is quite quick, considering, you know what I mean? I had a thought it would have been right, we'll start looking at it kind of over time or something like that, but they seem to be kind of up yeah, running and starting does, to look but at I suppose it also restricts you a wee bit, you know, because you can be a, a bit behind the curve. So you look at you know, you're going to see the spec of the bike is going to be this and it's going to give you this amount of, you know, charge. But actually, the new bikes that come out, it's like when you buy a, the minute you buy a laptop, you know, uh, and then uh-huh. Adobe release Premiere Pro, a new version of Premiere Pro, you've not got enough RAM. Aye, you know, so. aye, and then you have to either buy more RAM or uh-huh. if you're at max, buy a new laptop. But there you go, swappable batteries. It is exciting though. I do think it is exciting. I'm not, I, mean, I do a, think so. Bit of a devil's advocate here, but I do, I do think. It well, is that's exciting. the point. But that's the whole point. We shouldn't just go, "Wow, this is amazing," and accept it. We should yeah. actually try and poke holes in it. Aye, and just say, "Look, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that?" Yep. What's next? Next week we've got a new bike or a major update to the Yamaha MT09. The MT9. It's Yamaha's big naked bike, really. You know, and it's the first major update it's had since it was. Back in 2013 when it hit showrooms. Long overdue then. Aye, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's arrived uh, last month, 2021, April, and it's been it's been giving a going over by their R&D team. It's lighter and faster, and it has an improved triple engine. And this is quite, I quite like this. It starts at 899. Can fault Yamaha? The bikes are... Other than their MT125 or their R... What is it the R one or there's YZF one two five the kind of baby ah the baby R one or R six or whatever yeah. they're quite expensive for what they are one two five wise but the minute you get out of that bracket kind of R three and up the Absolutely. price is tremendous prices are great so um so eight nine 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 uh, is a uh, is a uh, is very appealing you know anything under the ten grand mark for a bike now is pretty appealing I think for especially that thing because that'll be nippy yeah that'll shift do you know what I mean. Yeah. So let's look at the the triple overhaul. It's got a throaty growl and has increased from 847cc to 889. This sounds a bit rude, but thanks to a longer stroke. <laughs> we should have a giggity button. I should have, I should have a giggity, 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 giggity. Uh, New pistons, rods and cams, so um, pretty cool. Um, a wee upgrade there, especially the stroke. <laughs> a wee bit of that, uh, what's I am, that? I am not editing. Yeah, what's that thing, the, the, the whispering thing? What's it called again? Is it, is it oh, aye. Uh, that anyway, kind of trend that's there. I can't remember what it's called. Um, there's improvements in the gearbox and the clutch, and I'll add up to help. <laughs> add up to help the MT9 produce a very respectable 117 brake horsepower at 10,000 uh, RPM, and a torque increase to 67 pound foot at 7,000 RPM. So it'll shift and it'll overtake, and you might end up going to your backside if you're not careful. One of the observers I had on the IEM run has a Tracer 900, which is essentially, it's essentially the MT-09, right. but we, we kind of, for touring almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bit like one of our friends used to have, shout out to Teal, 
the the examiner, the observer passed me one night in his MT09 and he went flying past me. It was an absolute rocket. So yeah. the fact that they've added extra BHP and stuff to it, it's just going to make it, it's going to be such a, and he loves that bike. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he will not get rid of that bike because he just absolutely loves it and he can throw it about like nobody's business. I mean, I'm, I love my, I love my wee bike, but I, I'll get rid of it eventually. I don't have it at the point where I'm like, I love it to the point that it's, the ultimate one I want, you know what I mean? Aye. Although I do like the look of it, but you know. Aye, that, that's a whole other conversation. I think you should keep it and just get a second bike. Aye, but I will. I will. Uh, if you're listening, Susan, that's obviously not going to be an option. Yes, it is. You can keep it in my garage. Okay. Tell her. We'll not tell her about the longer stroke. No. No. <laughs> no, I'll let you keep it in the garage for free. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been some upgrades to the frames. Making a lighter, more rigid. Um, so in theory, it should corner better, corner like it's on a rail. I think, hopefully. Aye. Um, there's some electronic inclusions also. It's the same. It's got the same IMU as the R1. Traction control, slide control, wheelie control, and cornering ABS. Any time MD puts a bike out there and puts wheelie control on it, I think, well, it's got there's enough warning, wheelie. There's a warning. Aye, it's got enough wheelie. And a nice new coloured multifunction TFT as well. So well done, Yamaha. Nice job. Yeah. Um, ideally, we might get a shot of trying to try one out one time. I know. Well, uh, I'm in the process. I'm starting to try and shoe my foot into people's doors. Nice. And in a nice way, of course. Of course. Go up and see them and give them a longer stroke. <laughs> I'm going to change this week's episode to episode four the longer stroke the longer I'm stroke. actually going to put that out there as the longer stroke How to stroke bikers safely <laughs> <laughs> swiftly moving on <laughs> right uh new Har- harley are they in the t- it seems to me we kind of go through a week without talking about harley bringing it some sort of yeah that we just talked about pan am quite a bit because we've done that last couple uh, of weeks but it was i mean uh, the, the pictures you took of that and got to see it in the flesh that it, it uh, did so even better than in the flesh it looks amazing uh, uh, there was guys because it was only there for one day i didn't know this um and there was guys that i know that are harley owners that were desperate to go and see it and couldn't get out of work to go and see it and uh, they were absolutely raging um so if you haven't listened to episode 3 and 3.5, I suggest you go back and do that. Yep. But they've got a new, or they're launching a new 1250 custom. It's another new Harley, but it's the, the cross. It looks like a cross between a fat bob, which is the one with the kind of square light on the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, rectangular yeah, yeah. light uh, and a kind of street rod. It has that same kind of, it's almost like, see your bike, see when you get the cowl on at the back. Yeah, I looks love the street rod. I it love looks the street a bit road. of that on it. When it, first, when it first came out, I really, so, really liked it. I, I'm, I, I looked at it and went, oh, I quite like that. Because I like the cowl at the back. Oh, exactly, yeah. But I like the front of the fat bob. and almost bought a fat bob because I liked it I that much. That. Um, but it's also But the big thing is obviously they're putting this new 1250 kind of VVT revolution engine in it that's in the, the new Pan, Pan Am. It'll obviously be tuned slightly different to around about 125 great right, okay. horsepower. Which, considering they get 150 out for the Pan America, it's a bit of a downturn. Now, whether whether they actually take it as low as that, or whether they maybe take it to about 130, 135 mark, who knows? Who knows? But uh, they're rumored to be about 125. But they're keeping the torque, so they're keeping that 94 foot pound of torque in it, which will have a, a, enough grunt in it. Enough grunt, aye. 
Ellie on it there. Nice. I think this could be the the replacement for the sportster because obviously Harley's get Harley don't have an option but really to get rid of the sportster because of Euro five. So the sportster's Aye. gone. It's gone. And yeah. I think this could be a nice natural replacement. So watch this space again. The minute the minute they they get it out there or at least get it on tour, I'll be first at the queue kind of chapping the door to get a look at it because if it looks as good if it has that front end and that back end on it that will be a that will be a a very tempting piece of kit you know i i'm i'm refraining for using this week's catchphrase so you know what i mean but yes you you could go Uh, exactly 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 (laughs) Uh, aye lovely Uh, that'd be worth a wee a wee certainly we could look at i think the two of us will be kind of drilling over that to be honest aye it's um that'll be nice Next uh, up, next up, um, also in the kind of cruisery type vein. I've seen, know? I've seen this. Have you seen it? Oh the new God. Rocket Three Black, uh, limited edition Rocket Three. So there's two now. The R Black and the GT Triple Black were made available to the buying public in the middle of April. Oh. Um, I haven't. I've seen pictures of it, but I haven't seen it in the flesh. Oh. <laughs> and of course, the Yamaha was eight nine nine nine. retail. So the the Rocket Black's obviously going to be kind of roughly around about the same kind of like, you know if you're budget conscious it's probably the one to go for at twenty one grand they are not cheap and they are massive aren't they it's a lot of, it's a lot of bike I actually do I I would I I mean I'm just a wee guy so I don't think for a second I could control one of them I just panic I would panic about that I know I think it'd be dead light when you go to moving I once you I, I think once you get it moving. I just think what if you just if you can kind of go down a wrong street and you've got to back it out, you know? Pay for the optional reverse gear. <laughs> I pay for the optional reverse gear, exactly, aye. Um, or, don't, or don't go down those streets. Aye. It's the same two and a half litre engine with 165 brake horsepower, 146 pound foot torque. Same bike, so it's, it's same take as the main bike. Um, cornering ABS, traction control, cruise control, smartphone connectivity, you know, the list goes on as we, as we've, as we know about the bike. What's changed? That's the main thing. What's changed? Everything and nothing. <laughs> nothing mechanically or electronically is different, you know. So it still works. Is that the same as if you put the base nose? A bit like the Boba Black. The Boba Black was the Boba Black just looked cool. Aye, did it have a slightly like a little bigger tank or something like that? The Boba yeah, Black, I think I can't remember. But the but I think I think the the new Boba, the twenty twenty one Boba, they've got a black type one. It's almost like the old Boba Black, haven't they? So. Aye, looks really I, don't, nice. I don't think it's as black as this thing though. No, absolutely not. Uh, but all the stuff hasn't changed. All that stuff hasn't changed. But what has changed? It is now black, really black. Black engine, exhaust headers, heat shields, headlight bezels, fly screen, everything. Kills seats, body, every, everything is black. Yeah, everything. Aye, aye, absolutely nothing's left. I think the only thing that's not black on it is the words triumph and rocket. And even then, they're probably a really dark grey, are they? Uh, no, 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 no. They, they, they stick out. Oh, do they? No, no, no right out, but they, they stick out enough where you can see them. But again, by the time you've looked at that, I mean, you're still drooling. Is it safe, though, having a, ba- a black bike? Do you know what I mean? Who cares? I was, I mean, I, my first bike I bought was yellow because I was always believed that yellow is like the safest colour in the road. Because you can see it in Because you can dark, be seen. Snow, Aye. everything. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And obviously and you should wear a white helmet. And yellow as well. I know, but it's, it suits Aye, it. It's, it's, it's a wee wasp. But, um, but, you, but I do like the idea of everything being black. I really do. 
but that could be my kind of childhood Batman fetish that I've got, to be fair. Aye. I think if you saw that thing in the flesh, you'd be straight in. I think you'd need to be physically restrained, bank card taken off you, just wandering in there going, oh, it's probably take maybe, my maybe, money. maybe that's maybe maybe it was actually my wife that organised for trying to shut down in Glasgow so that I can't go in and see it. Aye. You know? I, I would I would put money on that. <laughs> so she, you'd put money in that so that I didn't put money on that. Which is the, as you say, the only thing's not black are brake discs and the rocket logo. Really menacing looking bike. And there you go. As I said, if Bruce Wayne was going to buy a bike, it'd be a, it'd be a Rocket 3 black. Aye. And, and, and why would Bruce Wayne buy that bike? Oh, because it comes in black. Exactly. Everything's black on it. Everything's black on it, exactly. Aye, that's the. I, I think you've, you've summed it up. I think that's the only way you can. <laughs> that's the only way you could. That that is a Batman bike. About, uh, it is a Batman bike. Unless you're a Marvel fan, then you could probably get away with Punisher. Do you know what I mean? Aye, or a Punisher. Oh, Punisher. That, that thing is black. I think the only way I could describe the R rocket black. If you take a bobber black and imagine that, and we're going to go completely geek here. If you imagine the bobber black is Bruce Banner. Aye, the Rocket Three is the Hulk. Is the aye, aye. is his alter ego because it has that same seat. You know what I mean? Kind of floating yeah. seat. You know what I mean? So <sighs> let's just take a wee moment. To be honest, I'm glad Triumph is shot now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know I'm not going anywhere near Edinburgh, so it's fine. No, absolutely. No, until the nice weather, and then we go. Oh, I, 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 I actually don't think I'd have anywhere to store that bike. It'd be so big. It would. It would go through the floor of my shed. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a fair old weight to We made a shot though Fairly a wee shot Which again Would require us to take a wee trip through Edinburgh Of course Of course You can maybe go through in the train Take a shot at the bike And then end up in Innocent Gun The problem with that is though You've gone through there without a bike The temptation for wanting us to buy a bike oh, Good point That's a very good point So If we hold each other's wallets Aye. No, because then I just buy it using your wallet. Aye, I know. <laughs> aye, well, uh, that'd, be, uh, that'd be the worry. You know what I mean? I just going to go, uh huh, yeah. Ian, mm-hmm, I'll take it. Mm. Yeah. Just think, do you think then, do you think then if you bought that bike but you had a white helmet, you'd be like the fastest pint of Guinness out? Do you think? Oh, aye. Aye, absolutely. You know what I mean? Or you'd be like the, the headless vicar flying down the street. That's it. And it would be flying down the street. So nice. Anyway, and what's what next? What have we got? I'm, I'm just oh, okay, oh, uh, Before I jump on there I've now just got this vision I've just seen this White helmet Floating through the air Coming back Somewhere late at night And just seen this White helmet Floating Because you can't see The rest of the bike I mean it's got Bright lights on it That we can get away right Just, just for uh, For the listeners We were talking about A motorcycle helmet <laughs> Just in case You just get confused That somebody Having these up Top of their layers I know Do you know what I mean so. I'm, never gonna, I'm not going to get That image out of my head now uh, here comes E10 And that's not a pop group Or a boy band In September this year E10 petrol will be the new standard When filling up with unleaded So should we be worried What is E10 At the moment standard is E5 So that's 5% ethanol Which is just simple alcohol I'll caveat it at this point It's not for drinking I've never tried drinking it But I assume that it's not for drinking uh, it definitely doesn't smell like any craft deals I've ever drank. So. <laughs> Nothing that you've brewed, no. E10, at least in the UK, will mean that it's at least, or it's between 5.5% ethanol and 10% ethanol. I think at the moment it's no more than, E5 is no more than, than 5%. So, with that in mind, I thought we'd answer some FAQs after a bit of digging. So, cool, yeah, good shout. 
Will it damage my bike? Unlikely. However, ethanol is a solvent, so it may attack seals or gaskets on older bikes, something to bear in mind. If you have a really old bike with a plastic tank, there's a small chance that your tank could swell, but again, I mean, that's most bikes, even older bikes, should be okay, but it's something to bear in mind. Newer bikes with O2 sensors and the exhausts, and I'm trying to think whether that would be in... Because some of the bikes now have them at front and rear yeah, of the car. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if it's got an O2 sensor, um, they'll automatically re- automatically recalibrate um, so that you get the best combustion. So there's no issue there. Older bikes with carbs need some tuning once E10 comes in, just because E10 runs that little bit leaner. What about performance and efficiency? So it's very, very small increase in power and a very, very small decrease in efficiency. It's nothing noticeable. Hardly noticeable. Hardly noticeable. And to be honest, most folk won't really give that much of a, a care about the decrease in efficiency because they'll be thinking, well, at least I'll have an increase in power. Uh, I, it's, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure I read it and it was like, it was tiny amount. It was an absolute tiny amount based on like a normal like, negligible. Tank. Is the word Aye, negligible. So many thirty four microns per liter to like thirty three point four or something like that. So it's tiny, or thereabouts. Don't quote me on that. What about leaving your bike with a full tank of E ten in it? And this is where we get the science. I should have my glasses on. Get the science, but uh, no. Just say you've got your glasses on. Nobody can see you. Oh, good point. All right. Put your glasses on. Put my glasses on. Ethanol is prone to attracting water, but in order to attract water or enough water to cause separation of the petrol, it takes months in very humid conditions. Now, again, for riders in the UK, that's not an issue. Um, But for any of our frequent listeners in other countries that do sometimes get quite humid, this is something that we need to be concerned about. Other than that, it won't make your bike sticky in key parts. You don't need to add anything to it. You don't need to add additives or cleaners or any kind of stuff like that. Anyone in the UK that's got any concerns over E10 and their bike, the government have actually got a website you can go in and check and it actually gives you some details. So you go to https colon forward slash forward slash www.gov.uk forward slash check hyphen vehicle, hyphen E10, hyphen petrol. They should have done a better job with that actual website, because that's horrific. It is, yeah. Although, to be fair, <laughs> when you look at it in paper, it doesn't look too bad. It's only when you try and read it's it It's only when you try and read it out, which is the downside. But yeah, E10 coming. So remember, when you're filling in that website, don't forget your hyphen. No. If you, uh, to check whether or not you have to siphon. No, because I got yeah, it. Beso- I, I, like that. I like that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I got that. Beso- I got that website from somewhere else and typed it in exactly as it was, and it didn't have the hyphens in it. And I went, well, "That website's not there. What is that all about?" I had to go and actually go through the whole government website and stuff, and eventually found. Don't it. forget the hyphen to see if you need to siphon. There you go. On that, I'm going to leave the news because that is just absolutely perfect. Now we have. The big, the big question. question. Yeah, a big deep voice. Question. Yeah. Uh, and our question this week is how to shoot a biker safely. Do I need a grassy knoll? Now, let me just clarify this before anyone starts going up in arms. The, the, the Average Bikers podcast is taking a slightly twisted turn. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this is not up in a grassy hill with a high-velocity sniper rifle. Absolutely not. Um, this is a look at cameras for your bike, action cams, you know, for recording your journey, your trip, yeah? Possibly um, 
some people may be using for like dash cam kind of idea as well. Talk about that throughout the whole thing. Yep, Aaron's given us a big point to the head as he took off his science classes. Um, so uh, just big thanks to the guys off the ground for allowing us some of the tech. We've had a few cameras that we could play about with. Some of them um, a bit more quirky and interesting. Some of them a bit more standard. But here we go. Some of them I didn't want to keep back. Exactly. We all know what one that is. We'll I get know. to that one we'll get later. To that one, yeah, totally. Uh, first up, we had a GoPro Hero 7 Black, which, again, is slightly out of date because the latest nine, version is the 9, nine Black, yeah. and it's probably due the 10. Probably I, know, the nine, well, I think I think the nine, the 10 must be due soon because the, there's money off the 9s at the moment. Um, a lot of places are not going to 100 quid or something off a 9. Which is, isn't big it bad? savings. It's pretty good, yeah. So Let's talk about the standards or the kind of spec on what the camera is. Yeah. We'll have... A kind of highlight some pros and cons and then we'll talk about what we saw when we used them and our impression of them so gopro hero 7 black 20 megapixel camera dual screen front and back 4k 60 frames per second the newer one the 9 does 5k at 30 frames a second just so you know it's hyper smooth video stabilization it's got time warp time lapse live streaming capability so you pair it up to your phone you can go Facebook Live or whatever. It's got voice control. Uh, you can wake it up with a voice. It shoots raw photos as well. So anyone that's into the photography can shoot it in raw, which means you can edit better. It's got a three and a half mil audio mic input. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got GPS. It's got Bluetooth. Rechargeable 1720 milliamp lithium-ion battery. Battery life's about one to two hours, depending on what resolution you're shooting in. Uh, and the battery charge time takes about three hours. So some of the pros of that camera, dual screen. If you go for the new Hero 9, you get to shoot in 5K. If not, it's 4K. The Hyper Smooth is pretty good, and we'll talk about that in a minute. You can obviously buy optional lenses. It's got quite a big battery, which I suppose in the newer version, if you're shooting in 5K, you're going to need. Yep. One of the other pros is if you're looking, the, the Hero 7 Black that we used, I think you get it for about 240-odd quid just now, because obviously the new ones are coming out, and it'll probably take another dip again. Just shortly. I think it will do, especially as I say with the nine starting to lose a bit of, a bit of money. Yeah, exactly. Time. I mean, a bit of that will be a push for bikers and and for action folk using it for you know getting out and away and, and finally getting to go places. Aye. You know, and, and try and push the stock, but yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, especially with the good weather and as you say, riding season coming in. Um, some of the cons: latest model when this year. Um, what what might come out this year? Assuming they bring out a Hero Ten, like they normally. Yes. They normally bring them out about September, October time. Yeah. Um, just in time for Christmas. But they're normally around about the kind of three hundred and forty nine mark. I think there's a hero just now. When I looked at this a couple of weeks back, it was about three hundred and thirty. It was the cheapest I could find, but they might have taken money off it since again just because it's coming. Sure, I saw about two seven nine or something like that. But so could be I could be mistaken. There are frame rate limitations, which would have been nice to see higher. It depends what you're looking for with frame rates, you know, and we could have a wee chat about that. But uh, I think I think it depends what you're using it for, you yep. know. Um, frame rates probably on the, on the a bike's great to have higher frame rates because you can really slow stuff down without losing the the detail. Aye, you and know. I think that's the. But again, it depends. I suppose if you're just using it as like a dash cam and you're just filming where you're going and you're not really bothered about yeah. getting creative with it, then I don't think it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Standard picture in low light, it's not the best, but night mode seems to have improved it slightly, and it's about it really. You know, I mean, it's a, the playback can be a little bit glitchy on the unit, but you're not really going to watch it on that tiny wee screen. Yeah, so absolutely. 
how did we find it when we stuck it onto a bike? Well, stuck it in the front of my bike. Stuck it in front of your bike. Unfortunately, well, we'll, we'll see some, when we put up the footage, you'll be able to have a look at it on our Instagram page and all that kind of stuff. And the you put it through your screen, you know. I right, sat behind screen. my sat big behind screen. Big screen. So you, you get a reflection and all that. So depending on where you mount it is key, you know, because when we look at the action cam that I used in the back of the Triumph without the screen it's it's clearer it's, it's clearer but it still looked amazing the stabilisation in it is fantastic for the bike mm. you know I, really I, really good I think that's the one thing pretty much all the cameras I think they used yep. have really remarkable stabilisation yep. I was really quite surprised at the stabilisation and especially on the the pro the, the GoPro and then the, the Osmo which we'll come on to talk about uh, it just it gets quite hypnotic. You mm-hmm. just kind of watch it. You're watching the white lines. You're in a kind of groove. Just watching, even though it's no, it's not the most exciting road in the world. You do get kind of drawn in. Um, yeah, just it was quite it's really good. Yeah, really, really uh, good. I think the the only thing I think is is if you were to mount it somewhere where you could plug it in, so you didn't have the concern of a battery, and you shot in a reasonable. Because if you were going out for a good long drive. I mean, let's say, for example, we were going for Heat of Glencoe. I don't think I'd film... I wouldn't want to film all the way up. Because if you hear to Loch Lomond, pretty dull. Up beside Loch Lomond's lovely. Yeah. The, and, you mean, and it's got a decent wide angle on it, so you can get a nice enough view. Yeah, you'd be pulling in to just start that recording or whatever, because you wouldn't want it to. Yeah. And then there's little bits up further up where you would maybe switch it off and then switch it back on again when you kind of go to Glencoe so that you could have it going through the valleys and you mean actually going through the Glen why did I say valley it's a Glen I know slap myself so uh, if I was running on battery then I would probably need to have two or three batteries I think if I was going any great if I was out, if we were out for the day I would need to have a couple of batteries I think at least I definitely just, just yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's the same for all the cameras really to be honest you know um you need a spare, you need a couple of spare batteries if you're going out for the day. Aye. You know, not, none of them will last you a whole day. That's just not the way. You know, I think a lot of them are really designed for you know 10, 15 minute video clips and stopping it, and then you know, especially for like your extreme sports and stuff. Aye. Those kind of things. Uh, so, but I, I, th- I thought the the image quality was really good. Color was nice, crisp on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I know you're saying the nine does five K. I think five K is still a bit of a gimmick for a lot of people. Uh, you know, if you've got a, if you're going to film in five K, who's going to be able to watch it in five K? Yeah, that's true. You know? And so to be honest, the four the four K that we shot in was pretty. Even, again, it, super crisp. Uh, uh, it was more than crisp enough. Do you know what I mean? Would um, it be like if we put it on like a f- seventy inch TV? I'd imagine it would be. It wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. And imagine it would still hold it. So I, that's, that's a good point. A lot, a lot of TVs, so if you put a 1080p signal on a TV, it'll upscale it anyway. So ah, yeah, that's know, true. You know, I think um, I think 4K and 5K are, are great selling points if you want to maybe use them slightly more professionally. But for the average person filming their bike ride, you know, if, if it does 4K, it's way more resolution than you're going to need. The one thing that annoys me about the, the GoPro, and it's not so much the camera, it's the mountain. Aye. That's the bit that kind of... Purely because I think it, because of where I tried to mount it with my bike, you know what I mean. So it may be different depending on what bike you've got and depending on how kind of carefree you are with where you stick things. Aye. I just found that I was like kind of well, where did I really put it? Because anywhere I was going to get a good point with the, the kind of suction cup thing, 
there's kind of contours on the panels, and I'm, you kind of then go, well, would I really stick it on there? How tight is that going to be? <laughs> even, though, even though it's only like a 200 or 250 quid camera, still, would you really want to stick it on there and bomb along the motorway at 7 mile an hour or whatever? Because it's shoo, the next thing it's passing you, you know what I mean? It's through somebody's mini behind you's windscreen. That's the that's the only thing. It was quite kind of footy to find a good place yeah. to, to mount it. What else we got? What was the next one we used? Uh, we used a DJI Osmo Action, um, which is DJI's version of the GoPro. I think currently sitting about 300 odd quid, £329. Um, they haven't upgraded. This has been out for a few years now, this, DJ, this Osmo Action. They haven't upgraded it, so I suspect either there'll be a new one coming in or... Um, they're not really going down that route with the yep. DJI stuff, you know. So um, they just upgraded the DJI Pocket, which is a small gimbal type camera, which you wouldn't really mount on a motorbike as such. It's not a, you know, because the thing would just wobble about everywhere. Aye. But I don't really know if they're maybe necessarily going in for that in a big way. Or there could be a, a new Osmo action coming very soon. But I've certainly not seen anything, any hints or. No, things. no I've not seen anything. Very anymore. much the, the Pocket was. Rumor they've just they've just brought out a new drone, so they're, they're certainly I don't think they maybe the the GoPro markets where their where their heads at at the minute. So um, we'll see what it is. But it's a it's only a twelve megapixel camera as opposed to the twenty megapixels in the GoPro. Couldn't, couldn't you tell the difference. But you couldn't tell the difference. Nope. But the, I think and that's maybe more for photographs. The, 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 I think most people anything above twelve megapixels, unless you're really looking at it professionally, you don't really notice. No, you know. And also the GoPro Seven. Was out was out after the Osmo action, so I think at the time it was a GoPro four or five or something. Was was its was its um, kind of competition, and it was coming in at twelve megapixels. So a four K video, twenty four frames per second to sixty frames per second, eight times slow motion, well, which is one hundred twenty hundred twenty frames per second at ten eighty p, which is so better than the GoPro. It's good than the GoPro, but you're doing it at ten eighty p. HDR video, it's quite good. Um, at 4K, at 30 frames per second. So if you're not wanting to go and tweak it in post, get some nice crisp colours and all that coming out of there. Time-lapse mode, which is great. I've used that a few times. Time-lapse mode is fun. And you could take that on a longer journey because it lasts, the battery lasts longer than time-lapse. Oh, yeah, so that's you clever. could do that. It does movie, MP4, JPEG and DNG format. So DNG is raw, so it does shoot in raw. And it takes a micro SD card, 256 gig. It's got a front and back screen. It's got touchscreen. Back screen's touch screen and it's voice activated as well. It's got a 13 megaamp battery, 135 minutes at 1080p with rock steady turned off. Rock steady is their stabilization thing. Uh, about an hour at 4K with rock steady on. So if you're really pushing it to its limits, then you know you've got about an hour's filming in it. 90 minute battery charge time. It does actually charge really quick. Yeah, that's yeah. half of the GoPro. Half of the GoPro. Again, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, waterproof, which is brilliant. The GoPro needs a case, doesn't it? No, that no, the seven's waterproof. No, seven's waterproof. It was Aye. the ones before the it. Ones before it uh, and it can go down to minus ten, which is obviously pushed for like the which is handy in this country. Uh, handy in this country just for being in the bike. That's but summer. It's obviously <laughs> pushed for a uh, you know like s- extreme snow sports and that kind of stuff. Rock steady is the image stabilization as we said before. It's got dual screens. It's got a super slow motion, which is good fun. I've used that to film my dogs, which is great fun when I try to catch a catch a treat in their mouth. The rock steady stabilization is actually pretty good. It is pretty good. Aye. That one, you know, looking at it's phone, we put it on the back of my Triumph, and there's some great shots. Just a Darren behind me. Just you honestly think that you were on some sort of steady camera. It was a good shot. Really good shot. It's got loads of loads of optional lenses and things. I've got some 
neutral density filters and some polarizing filters. So if you wanted to make things a bit more creative and a bit more cinematic, there's lots and lots of options at a reasonably cheap price. There's a company called Freewell, which do a lot of DJI stuff and um, uh-huh. some great sets of filters and things like that. They do them for the GoPros and things as well. So you, cool. can, you can really get some really nice creative shots using those. Limited by your imagination. Limited by your imagination and your expertise. But it's expensive for what it is. And it hasn't really come down in price since it first came out. Um, keep an eye on DJI though. If you do fancy one, they do quite often do kind of flash sales and things and their stuff like that. So uh, you know, it's, but it's one of these things. Uh, it's a great sensor, but it's not the biggest megapixel sensor. But, but again, that's more for taking stills. That's yeah, not not so much the video. Video, the video, the video, the video resolution is 4K, so you're going to take that no matter what. I w- at the video on that camera on the back of your bike, Aye. I loved it. That's good. And again, maybe it's the fact that I'm being biased because it was me that was in the shot, but just the angle that it was at and how stable it was and how crisp it was. It's got a really nice was, wide angle in it. It, it was a lovely shot. I mean, another thing to note about all these cameras is that. Yes, we've just taken the files off the camera and put them onto the onto the PC, but they've actually you know you can you can take them straight from the camera onto your phone or onto your mobile uh, device and edit them in the its own software. Yeah, DJI's got software. DJI Memo, I think it is for the Osmo thing. Aye, GoPro's got their own quick, software. quick, I think they call yeah. it. And and the the Insta three sixty camera we're going to talk about has also got its own you know software that we can that you can pop on and just download straight to your phone. So you could. You know, you could you could actually get yourself up to Glencoe, film yourself going through Glencoe, and have it on Facebook before you go home. And we had two Instas. We did. We had two Instas, didn't we? Um, we did. So the next one was the Insta Three Sixty Go Two, which is actually Insta's smallest and newest action cam. It is cool. It is really cool. Insta Three Sixty, a uh, company from somewhere in China, anyway, the Shenzhen region or what? Oh, I can't anyway. remember. Uh, and it's a t- it's tiny, isn't it? It's, it's it absolutely is, uh, tiny. It's yeah. it's the equivalent of using a a big mic versus a lapel mic. It's Aye. a little tiny thing. It's uh, I couldn't even describe it's what size it is. It's about an inch and an inch and height. Do you know what I mean? And it's uh, and it's got some really cool accessories Aye. and things you can that you get with it when you buy it. So there's a there's a pendant you wear under your under your jacket, or your jumper. It's magnetic, and the thing just clips onto it. Right, it is. And it turns out. It's really cool, right? It's really cool. It's 144p resolution, so it's not 4K, but it's more better than 1080p. Yeah, aye. 2.7K roughly, isn't it? Aye, little little bits, aye. Uh, and it does that at 50 frames per second, and and do it at 50 frames per second because it, when you slow things down, it's really cool. Again, it's got flow state stabilization, which is there. Rocksteady are there. They're just re- they just name them all differently. Yeah. But it's hands free. You can mount it anywhere. You know, really, really well. There's three or four different mounting th- things you get with the, the camera. It's waterproof to four meters. And actually, I mean, if this is not on the bike, but one of the cool things I've filmed using the Insta Insta Three Sixty Go Two is putting it inside a glass and pouring water in, as if you're like pouring like as if a you're cup of tea. It in. And <laughs> you can just do that, and it and it literally looks like you can see yourself. It's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it auto editing, hyper hyperlapse it which is really cool, really speed up. It's got slow motion. There's a wee remote control that comes with its own wee case that acts as a remote control. The case also has its own wee mini tripod in it as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a, the coolest thing ever. It's the coolest thing. It is like a Bond gadget. It's so good. Uh, so good. You can, you can, and then you can just preview it all and you can actually use your phone to control it as well as a remote control. So it's really cool. 35 minute charge time and 150 minutes usage at 1080p with basic stabilisation. 
It's the battery power and it's amazing. Aye, aye, for something so small, it's frightening. There's, there's an Enter 360 Go, this is the Go 2. The Enter 360 Go used to limit your video clips to like 30 seconds. This this one has... Just runs. It, it's 10 minutes. So oh. it does it does limit your video clip sizes because the sensor heats up. But the, the, the So it has to stop and let the sensor cool down. That's, I would say that's a con, really. The biggest con is if you're... You wouldn't, you wouldn't use it to film your whole run. No. You know what I mean? But if something cool was coming up, it is literally a tap of your finger on the on the camera and it's you on. Go, and it's on. And it's on. You know, that's it. But very small, decent battery life, really cons. But it's expensive. But you know, it's three hundred quid. You know, for the for the thing. But it's three hundred quid with a whole load of extra gadgets. Yeah. Because you get a lot of stuff in it as the the kind of main. You mean it's not just like you buy that and then you go to go and buy the wee case and buy this and buy that. It's kind of like almost one package. You, you, you you can you can take it out of the box and not need any stuff extra stuff for it. Aye. You can buy some lens guards and things. There's a few wee tweaky things that you can do yeah. with it, but it's cool. It's got a really cool video mode called Pro Mode as well, where you can actually, if you're into video, then you you can actually manually set all your settings and you can get filters for it, so you can get it a bit more creative and cinematic. It, it's probably really cool for when you come off the bike and maybe you're sitting somewhere really nice. And I know there's like my Triumph. You know, and there's like gaps through the engine that if you put that on the end of like a, a selfie stick or something, you could actually have it push through your engine and out to the other side of the bike to show uh, you where you've parked your bike. There's some really cool creative stuff you can do with that. Or through I, the wheels or something. I think that's the thing. I think it's just that small. There's nothing else like it. Aye. Do you mean at that size? It's, it's a real niche market, but it's a really cool wee thing to have. And yeah, it's 300 quid, but actually... You know, if you're into your video and want some really quirky angles and stuff. Ah, if you like capturing the images of your bike, then you're never going to get... That thing yeah, give you... Yeah, it'll take photographs as well, obviously. You know. Aye, that thing will just give you so much, so more unusual shots of the bike that you yeah. wouldn't normally get through any other camera. We also took out the Insta 360 One X2. This is my favourite. We've got the One X2 now. This is my favourite. And this is this is brilliant, right? This is... This is we, we, it's a niche market. It's you know a lot of people think they're just just a gimmicky thing, but to be honest, they're just so much fun. Aye. You know, yeah, you're not you're not going to be getting yourself image quality like Scorsese on a red camera or something like <laughs> that. But for just downright sheer pleasurable fun and quirky, you know, videos, you can't really beat it. Aye, as you say, I don't. It's probably not something I'd shoot a whole trip with, but for definite areas of trips. I would quite happily pull over, spend the time setting that up properly. Yeah. And this because there's so many possibilities. I mean, and we could go through this. We could go through the stats of it. I'll quickly run through the stats of it because, but it doesn't really do justice to what it is. You no, know? no. So and for instance, it's got a 5.7 k 360 degree dual lens capture, which 5.7 k sounds amazing, but that, that's because it's capturing a 360 degree picture. Yeah. It really brings it down to 1080p. Aye. You know, any any bit you're looking at in that view is 1080p. But it's 1080p all, all the, the way, way around. around. All the way around. Um, and then it's got all the stuff, you know, low state stabilisation. It's got a touch screen on it. It's got a three where you can actually look around the camera using the touch screen. Waterproof to 10 metres. It's got really good 360 degree audio. The mic in it's for the wee unit. The mic's really cool on it. We didn't really pick that up because we were on a bike, so all you really heard was the noise of the bike. But uh, No, but it's one of those ones if you were to almost do a drive-by yeah. because you get the, the mic being 360, yep. you get the... Yeah, get it, you exactly. mean? You get that, you'll cover. get the, the Doppler effect. There you go. 
And uh, that's the I've scientific watched, name I've, for it, as opposed to. No, yeah, I've been watching pretty much Big Bang Theory, um, and then it's got all the stuff, time shift, you know, all the all the the, the fun stuff that the three sixty app does. It shoots pictures in RAW. It's got eighty five minutes charge time. Now the Insta One X only lasted for about half an hour, so it's a massive upgrade in battery life. Aye, that you know, is it's really really good. Aye. Uh, superb image quality for what it is. Although I have to say that's outdoors. I question the, the image quality and artificial light and low light isn't great. Is it no? No, it's not great. So brilliant for outdoors, extreme sports on the bikes and stuff like that. But if you're going to be using it indoors for anything, then it's very grainy. Yeah. You know, really, see that's a bit of a con there. But the coolest thing, one of the coolest things, is this invisible selfie stick. By a country mile. So, um, if anyone's been on the on the Facebook page and saw what it looks like with me on the bike with the Insta 360, I had a three foot pole sticking out my back with a camera. You know, maybe a couple of foot above my head. Yeah. Eventually, um, but when you look at the video, you cannot see the pole. You can see it in the shadow. It's funny because you can see the shadow. We'll, we'll post some pictures of you. Just before we pulled it of where we were, Aye. and you can just see the pole. You know what I mean for one of the other cameras because the other cameras don't. You know what I mean it's, it's an invisible selfie stick to the Insta, to, to the Insta but no to all the other cameras <laughs> or the people driving by. Yeah, the people driving by, absolutely. This gives some really weird looks, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's a con or a pro. The people, because the amount of times you said to me, oh, "There's that guy. Did I you know. see his face?" I think, I think to be honest, you, you, it's probably one of the the best things for bike safety because people notice you. Oh, people notice you, know, you with, with a radar sticking it. That's what it looks like. Um, but and it's packed full of features, right? So some of the stuff that you can do on the Insta three sixty app is just brilliant. Oh, I we we had a bit of a play. Yeah. I mean earlier on, and you were showing me some of the stuff, and, and that was just that and was just very simple stuff. They've got some inbuilt. Functions that you AI in the actual app that you just put the, the clip in and it finds it all. It finds it all for you. All for you. We'll maybe try and see if we can get one of them working for you and let you see how it looks, uh, which is cool. Cons, it's expensive. It's expensive. I know, but but it's it's worth every penny in my opinion. <laughs> um, it's four hundred thirty quid for the for the kit, right? But you know you will get even just using it for one day, you get your money's worth out of it because it's just so much fun. Aye, so much fun. It's. Get some of me. They get shots you'll just never get from any other camera, but you do get right funny looks at passers by, don't you? So, but it's not that. See, see, I think especially on a bike run, right? If you can find the optimum way to mount it, right, without having, you know I mean like like you're in Vietnam, yeah. you know I mean you're like, and you're trying to make radio calls with a big huge thing sticking at the top. If you can find a real clever way of mounting it. The actual possibility, you, you're then your trip or wherever you were going on your trip, right? And even if you were only to shoot the bits, like, we would, like we've said with the GoPro and the Osmo and whatever, if we were only shooting the bits that were of interest, right? Yeah. So the kind of nice scenery around Loch Lomond or whatever, if that was the route we were taking, right? We're using that as a standard route. Uh, the bit of Glencoe, you mean getting to the Greenway Lane and kind of all that kind of stuff. If you were only filming those bits, right? Just with what you would collect and the options you have by creating those different points and you mean creating yeah. the look and I mean you could create you could create a whole movie. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Uh, just yeah. out of those and three you, or four clips. If, if, if you're out in groups, um, you know, or you, you know what you could do with that camera if you're following somebody or your pillion passengers holding the camera or something like that. Uh -huh. You could get some angels. I mean, I, I also have, I've got the extended invisible selfie stick, which, which... <laughs> do you I get an extended uh, one? you get an extended one, which I think is about, is it about six or seven foot long or something like that? 
just and, and and you can almost turn it into a drone, you know. Aye. Um, I mean, from standing, I wouldn't put that in the back of a bike. You know, that would be no. slightly dangerous. But um, but if you had a pillion, if you had and a pillion, you're only going that fast, you're only going that fast. Yeah, you mean? could absolutely do that. Amazing. Uh, you know, and there's lots of wee daft gadgets like that for it. There's a bullet thing called bullet time, which is super slow motion, and you can and there's well, a, that's your whole matrix thing, isn't it? Yeah, but you can get a cord that you swing round your head. And it slows everything down as it spins. I've seen that on the website. It's really cool. Not that I was on the website looking at just whether I should actually buy one or not. I was going, mm. I've got one. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, aye, so, um, there's some really cool things. We need a, we need a pillion passenger. It's, it's delicate though. It's a delicate machine. You know, you can buy a, a case for it that will cover it up with that, then bulks it up. You've got a wee bit of issue when the two cameras join. You know, it's never quite as nice a join between the two cameras. Because you get that you know, extra thickness. But the software can do a pretty decent job with the AI of rectifying that, as long as you tell the software that you've got a case on it. But the, the lens itself, I think, I believe, uh, thankfully it's not happened to me, but it does scratch quite easily. So you, you know, if you're going to go anywhere where there's a chance it's going to fall off or whatever, you know, it's, it's going to break if you don't have that case on it. So that's there's a few extra quid you're going to have to spend on it if you're taking some chances with it. Aye. It's still my favourite. It's still my favourite. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, And then the other camera we had, um, which just by coincidence was already fitted to my bike, which isn't so much of an action cam as more of a kind of dash cam recording, um, is the NOV K2. I've got the K2, which is a front and rear camera uh, attached to the bike. So for front and rear camera, both filming at 1080p, they're both IP67 dust and waterproof. It's got a little DVR unit that sits under the seat, uh, which takes 256 gigabit SD card. It records in two formats, now that I know. Aye, that's, that's something that we'll not go into. It's got a little GPS unit and it records date, time, speed, etc., which you can tailor so you can switch off the speed or the date or whatever, which is quite handy. And just so you don't incriminate yourself? Pretty much, because that's, that's really what it is. That's kind of the purpose of it. It's in case anything was to ever happen uh, and somebody pulls it, at least you've got the recording because it records in little loops little chunks and then once the SD card gets full it goes back and it starts overwriting them unless you lock one. It's got a 120 degree viewing angle for visibility Um, it switches on when you switch the ignition on it's not on all the time which is good Um, and then it takes about 10 when you power off it's got a 10 second kind of overrun so that it can finish writing to the DVR and then switch itself off which is quite good. It's got a parking mode which means when the bike is moved the DVR senses it, it automatically starts recording so that you can actually see somebody stealing your bike. Now, how you would get the footage off it is beyond me. Now, if your bike's got a tracker, then fair enough. At least if you got the bike back, you they had the, the camera, you could at least get the footage. But if they've stole your bike, it's not as if you can, it's not as if it, it messages you and go, it's, Look, it's like, it's stealing like, your it's bike. It's like an almost really good feature. Exactly. It's, like, it's, it's almost there. But it's if there was a way that it could talk to your phone, if it had a SIM card in it, so if it was built and fitted, if the tracker and the DVR unit were all in one, Mm -hmm. then that would be ideal because then you'd have the tracker, and but then it would be quite chunky and it's where you hide it. Whereas the tracker's easier to hide on a bike, whereas they could just find it and take the whole DVR out and because it's literally under the seat because it's even the size of a credit card, but obviously that bit thicker. Um, and it's got the iOS app and stuff, which allows you to obviously record that, uh, download the stuff and share it with friends and stuff. Pros, it's rugged. It is quite rugged. The DVR's kind of solid. There's no, 
there's no getting away for that. And the cameras are really they're kind of all enclosed unit and stuff. So they're quite good, and they're all metal brackets and stuff. So it's all ah, so the, uh, it's all secure. Um, the app connectivity is good. The only thing I would say is transferring videos to the phone for the app really slow. It creates its own Wi-Fi network and you connect it and then download that way. It's so slow. Aye. I just eventually just took the seat off, took the SD card out and plugged it into the camera. Uh, plugged it into the, the computer. The GPS tracking's good. The parking sensor is. I'm going to say it's good, but it's not brilliant because of that. That Aye, that, that, it, that little missing there. fact. If you get the bike back, then it's good because you'll have that. You'll have. That. Aye. The cameras are really small though, so they're really good to hide on the bike. So mines are really. Kind of well had well, my bike. Until you showed me where they were, so. um, which is good. Yeah. Um, it is expensive though. It's two hundred ninety quid for the full kit, and then obviously you've got to wire it up and all that kind of good stuff. Which if you've if you've already got like a hex easy can or something like that, it just plugs in and you can plug it straight in the easy can and it works no bother. And feeling that you're obviously splicing wires and fitting it and stuff like that. There is a new version of it, which is the K five. Which just allows a bigger memory card and it does 4K and it's got a wee remote control and stuff like that. And they're bringing out a K3, which is a slight improvement on the K2, but not as good as the K5. Um, and that's kind of coming out. I like it for the point of view that I can just, once it's fitted to the bike, I don't need to worry about it. Yep. And I don't need to worry about having to record something. If something happens on a run that I want to use in a bit of footage, I can use it and it's there. I like the camera angles, but that's personally, I mean, that depends on the bike and depends where you fit them. You know I mean, you could get that if you're bold enough with your GoPro or your Osmo or whatever, mm -hmm. you could get the same shot. You know what I mean? I suppose if the, what you're losing is your flexibility, though, that you've got with other cameras. That's exactly my point. You are losing that flexibility. You know what I mean? I didn't buy it for the footage for that more than anything else. I bought it for the fact that if I'm on an IEM run, so if I'm out on an observed ride, rather than being reliant on the observer, maybe having... So one of the guys has got a, a Sena 10C, which is like a comms unit with a camera built in. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And he filmed my run one night so that he could then send me stuff, mm -hmm. whereas I don't need to worry about that now because I'm always recording it. So if there's something happens that I want to look back on, I can just go in and pull it and look at it. So it's good for that point of view. And I can just set it so that the clips are like a wee bit longer when I'm on that kind of run, rather than being little increments. Mm. So that if you know when you're out and some does when you sent me the, the files across to have a look at, there was lots of wee chunks. Aye, there. there's loads of wee chunks. And, and, and you know what's interesting? Just just to go back to the Osmo action, I've just remembered now the Osmo action will do that as well. Oh, so does it? You, it can just break it down. If, little if you film an hour's worth of riding, for instance, it, it, you don't get one file for an hour. You get chunks of files. Oh, yeah. do you? Ah, see that is quite good because you could then use that if it overlapped, if it, if it re-recorded, then you I, could I use it. It doesn't re-record it just until the card fills up. Aye, mm, but nice if that re-over and maybe that's a firmware thing that aye. maybe could, that DJI could just release a firmware that allowed that to happen because okay. it would make a good ca a good dash cam, like a dash cam footage. Then, mm. if you're listening to DJI, um, we'll take five percent commission every <laughs> unit sold. Thanks so much. Cheers. But that was the cameras that we used. My personal favourite by a country mile, the three sixty. <laughs> just for the only reason that the footage and what you can do with it Aye. is just so unusual. Yeah, it's just so unusual. I mean, I, I think I think most cameras now are at a certain level that you're going to get good footage, and it's really your personal choice now. Like you, I love the three sixty camera, especially Aye. the one X two because it's just 
it just lasts longer. It's you know, it, it's just got a few nice features that the One X didn't have. Yeah. You know, um, so for me, yeah, three sixty just because it's so much fun. But from us, if I was maybe doing more of a kind of traditional video, then you know the GoPro or the Osmo is probably a better one. Yeah, from that point of view, I I would say so. I think it's for me the Osmo edges it purely because the felt you can actually just unscrew the lens and That's put right. the little filter on it. Yeah. So if you want that little polarized filter to get that nice kind of to, to change the sky almost yeah, or, if you're in that run or if you're on a really sunny day and you just want to be able to dull it down a bit dull it down because um, having video being a, a, a kind of passion of mine I, I don't just set it to auto Aye. You know, when I'm filming things so if you're a set it to auto person great it, it, it does a really good job on auto but you'll see on if we put some of the, the things up that the, the exposure and the colour and the, the the white balance and all of these things that you'll know about if you if you do it does change depending on your lighting conditions and if you want that consistency then the the Osmo allows you to do that. Aye. I think for me getting a conclusion on this is difficult, right? Because putting your biker head on, right, and saying if I'm going on a trip, then for me, I think you're right. I think the Osmo or the GoPro. You can just put it in a position, you can film stuff, you can switch it on and off, they do voice control and yeah. all that kind of good stuff. The, the, Means you the, get the, that the batteries are removable, so you can you can bring spare batteries with exactly. you. Exactly. Is a no brainer. I think that's the one that I would if, if I was only buying the one, that's the one I think I would buy if I was planning to do a lot of trips and and I wanted to film it and capture it for nostalgic reasons. If I was buying one for more the in the event of an accident for me it would be one of the innovs so the k2 or the kt or whatever as long as i was comfortable with the fact that anything i want to use on a trip to include in a kind of little video montage and all that is going to be in a fixed position which might not be the best for capturing whatever as you can see as long as you're living with that then fine it's more for in the event of something happening that you then potentially need evidence for but I still can't get away from the Insta360. Which is just fun. She's amazing. And it's one of those ones that if I'm going to, if I know I'm going on a trip and I know I'm going to certain places where the footage is going to be, or the scenery is going to be amazing, why would I not take that? You know what I mean? Why would I not go through the hassle of setting that up to get that full whole, and, and it's not just panoramic, it's so much more than panoramic. Absolutely, yeah. You can see yourself from the top down on the bike. You can see what's behind you. You can see in the sky. You can see literally. I've, mount, I've mounted that three sixty eight, pointing out the back of my bike. You know, so it's like, so it's maybe like two foot behind the bike, and it follows you, and it follows you. You know, Aye. and if you, you know, with the, with the right number of cable ties and the right angle, um, you could, it could be like a drone's following you. That's Aye. how good the, like, the image is. So I think it's one of those ones, and obviously, they're not going to any low ceiling um, car parks <laughs> or like. low branches, yeah. Aye, or McDonald's. We'll obviously put all that footage together. Ian's going to work his magic and put it on a little kind of video montage and you know, I mean, you'll see the differences between them. Yeah. And then it's really down to you to have a look at it and say, wow, now I get what they're talking about. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Ian will, do, will show all the capability that, they, that the, the 360 has. I'll, I'll, <laughs> make, I'll, get, I'll make it look a bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Tiny planets. Tiny planet. But I, but uh, is that fair? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think for me, the least likely one I would get would be your your K two. 
um, because it's it's it only does one thing it, really exactly it does it very well aye but does it, it really well in a fixed but position it, but it only does one thing it. you know uh, so but I think having a K two for that reason is the best thing to use for aye, that aye and it doesn't get your money after your insurance or anything like that you know I mean it's purely that in the event of something happening at least yeah. you can prove it was your fault but being a kind of creative film maker type thing aye I would just have one each which <laughs> wait a minute I've got so <laughs> I think that's... I had aye. three different cameras on that bike when I was running, didn't I? Uh, aye, you did. Aye. You had the... Well, aye, aye, you had three different cameras. And if I'd put one at the front as well, you know, easily. We should have got another camera. We should have. Big strap for an SLR or something. I know, aye. And it's not that. You could have had the drone following us as put well. My Nikon, my Nikon Z6 on it. <laughs> I mean, and the drone, and the drone, and, following a, and a phantom at the back tracking us would have been like a full on shoot. I, I think we might get into trouble seeing as we were down the side of Glasgow. Seeing as we were doing a Top Gun moment, and you see that when you look at the video, when we put the video up, you will see that it was we a very Top Gun zone moment. Or Aye. close to it, exactly. As much as we can legally get away with, I know. Ah, brilliant. Yeah. So the, the the conclusion really is that there is no conclusion other than watch it and make your own mind up. Aye, exactly. I think it depends on what type of rider or what type yeah. of what type of footage you want. What functions you want? What you're going to use it for? You Are you going to use it all the time? Slick, sharp images that um that, that helps you when you're dash cam stuff. The K2 is perfect if you want fun, 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 fun. Insta three sixty one X two. There you go. And everything um, in between. Episode four complete and in the bag. Uh, there's another one of the is. The only thing I think we wanted to talk about is the parish notes, but just kind of what we've got coming up in the, the podcasts. We've got a whole number of topics that we want to talk about in the coming weeks and months from electric bikes and all kind of manner of good stuff. But we are also going to start launching a bit more of the social media side of stuff. We're going to have some video footage that will go along with this podcast because we've obviously talked a lot about kind of cameras and stuff like that this week and also we're going to have a little kind of video m- intro is that an intro we're going, to try, we're going to try and find our inner scorsese yeah a kind of easy rider but for the 21st century and this is planning to us kind of leading up to adding ourselves onto youtube because i think that's the only yep. kind of media that we're not in and we'll kind of add that little intro Absolutely. and it means if we want to start doing little videos and stuff like that we can add them up there quite simply rather than try to upload them to facebook and social media all the time but it also means we can start putting the podcasts up there as well so that if anyone's kind of sitting working at the computer they don't need spotify or whatever they can just listen via youtube yeah which is quite cool and then we can start to stream stuff in and along with that at the same time, again, it's a massive thank you again for listening to our ramblings, ramblings yeah. this week. Uh, as always, we are blown away by it. And we are, as I always say, just a couple of average bikers. This is just our opinion. It's nothing Absolutely. more than that. Nothing more. Just, although this week we have decided that we do love a longer stroke. <laughs> so, yep. So thank you very much for that's, that's what That's going to be this week's episode. That I'm telling you that. I'm just putting that up as episode four, The Longer Stroke. You remember that? It was at the, eight, the 70s, is it the 80s? Different strokes, the TV programme. Different Aye, strokes. This is the longer strokes. Longer strokes, yeah. And the world seems right. No. Do your longer strokes. Mm. Anyway, so thank you very much, folks, uh, for listening. Uh, you know, we've, um, we've <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go home now singing longer strokes. But anyway. If you've enjoyed today's show and learning a bit about cameras and stuff then be sure and like share and more importantly subscribe 
go through, catch up on some of the other shows that we've got up there. If you want to get in touch with us with any questions, possible big question, or just your thoughts on what we've talked about today and, and some of the footage, then please email us at averagebikersinacaveoutlook.com or get in touch via our Facebook or Instagram page. And just a massive thanks again. Yes, thank you very much for listening, folks. It's been uh, fun just sitting, chatting and nonsense. But um, just remember, folks, only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. Ruff.